When it comes to saving big on tires, do the math at Big O Tires. Start by saving $100 instantly on sets of four Big O brand tires with paid installation purchase. Then receive an additional $50 by mail-in rebate on qualifying purchases using your Big O Tires credit card. Add it all up, and you can save as much as $150. The tires you need, the savings you want. Only at Big O Tires, the team you trust. Hurry, sale ends October 13th. For the location nearest you, go to BigOtires.com. Sportsbeat KC, sponsored by Big O Tires, originated as a Facebook Live after the Chiefs' wild 34-30 victory over the Detroit Lions on Sunday. Herbie Teope, Sam McDowell, Sam Mellinger, and Vahe Gregorian joined me, Blair Kirkhoff, to break down all the big plays, and there were many, as the Chiefs improved to 4-0. Thanks to producers Kathy Liu and Leah Becerra for putting together the show. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rate and review. We'll be back on Tuesday with another episode of Sports Beat KC, where we talk all things sports in Kansas City. Welcome to Facebook Live, Red Zone Extra. I am here with the gang. On the far right, Herbie Teope. Next to him, Sam Mellinger. Sam McDowell next to him. I'm Blair Kirkhoff, and Vahe Gregorian will join us in a little while. We're here to break down the Chiefs. victory over the Detroit Lions here at Ford Field. This one was unlike any of the games the Chiefs have played this season. Was it not, guys? Like the rest of the games, they won, but unlike the games they have played up until now, had to work a little harder for this one. Lead it off, Sam. Yeah, they had to come from behind. I mean, it's it's a a compliment to their efficiency, right? They haven't been in this situation. I think they've been up ahead um, two scores in every fourth quarter. Yep. Am I right about that? Yep. Yeah. At least 17. And and this is the first time that, that Pat, so three scores. This is the first time that Patrick Mahomes has had to do that um, as the Chiefs starting quarterback, as their QB1, of, of coming from behind in the, in the last minute with a touchdown drive. Last year, they tied the Ravens at the end, and, and then they won the game with a field goal. In overtime, they lost in the last minute to the Rams. They lost in the last minute to the Chargers. They lost to the Patriots twice. And the Seahawks, uh, you know, in last minute or overtime. And and this was his, you know, sort of an MVP moment. That fourth and eight, uh, you know, that scramble. Some of some of the guys, and this is basically what I wrote for the column. Some of the guys in the locker room said, like, he came into that huddle, and you, got, I mean, it's open air press box here, but this place was jumping. Yeah, it was. And, and it was really loud before that fourth and eight. And he came in there and just had a big smile. And said, "This is what we get paid to do." Wow! Drop back. The rush came upfield. Big hole in front of him opened, and I can't say exactly how uh, LDT described the uh, the very last play with Terrell Williams. Because he spoke in French, I believe. Right? Uh, <laughs> it was, yes, exactly. Yes. Some people would call it French, uh, but it was it was great. I mean, it was, it was a really good win for them. I think I don't know if they needed it, right? They're a good team either way, but it, it's a it's a useful thing to win a game like that you know, in, in that situation. Herbie, your first game covering the Chiefs since uh, 2015, and they, uh, they didn't give you a three-score lead in the fourth quarter. No, they no, did you not. You have to have a game story <laughs> done right at the end of the game, and, um, and you had the, the dual lead on your screen, uh, the Chiefs winning and the Chiefs losing leads on your screen. What would you think of your first Chiefs game? I, I would say the Chiefs have issues on defense. And I know that was the storyline coming into this game. And I know, like Steve Spagnuolo says, we don't know what we have yet. Uh, it may, this is a process that's going to take a long time. But what alarmed me was you have Lions running back Carryon Johnson, who enters this week averaging 2.6 yards per carry. And the guy has a 100-yard rushing game against 
the Chiefs defense here, and I think that's that's got to be a concern because in order to win the run, in order to win a game, most teams will tell you you got to stop the run first. You want to try to make that offense one dimensional. But what you faced here with the Lions de- uh, team here was was a balanced Lions offense. So you couldn't take away one weapon and and focus on all the other areas. But giving up a hundred plus yards to carry on Johnson to me was a big concern. Major kudos though for them to have that resiliency to overcome the adversity of the beginning of the game. I mean, they, they were struggling. Yeah. And, and the, watching Patrick Mahomes from afar, the, the throws that he would make deep, you just didn't see that today. He, he missed a lot of open throws, and but they were able to overcome that. So I think um, this is a quality Chiefs team, but you got to be able to stop the run. All right. So, hey, send us your questions and comments. We'll get to as many questions as, as we possibly can. Sam McDowell, you, you wrote about this, right? It was, yeah. uh, it was not the... The, the best effort. I don't. Maybe that's a, a wrong way of, of describing it. it. Ends up being a hell of an effort. Yeah. But they made mistakes that we hadn't seen them make in, in the previous three games. I believe this game went without a touchdown pass by number fifteen first for the time, first time this season. First time in three hundred and forty-six days he's played a game <laughs> and not thrown a touchdown. <laughs> Third time in his career, but also I think the first time that he didn't throw a touchdown pass or score a rushing touchdown. So yeah. no touchdowns responsible for, and yet he was responsible for just about everything. But but anyway, you ended up writing about, you know, they kind of gutted one out and gritted one out. Yeah, I mean, you know, sort of the theme of that was we all know that this team is tough, and I think maybe you could even say in some cases impossible to beat when they're at their absolute best. And today I thought we found them at potentially their worst, and they still won a game against an undefeated team on the road. You look at all the numbers. I mean, they gave up over six yards of play today. Like you mentioned, Mahomes hadn't thrown a touchdown, did, didn't throw a touchdown for the first time in almost 350 days. They, they fumbled the ball three times in 10 minutes. And the Lions recovered all three of them. The defense twice did not give up points there. So, And I agree with Herbie. The defense didn't have a great day, but they played really well with their backs against the wall and on a back-to-back possessions there. And, you know, I, but what struck me was an, an exchange you and I, Blair, had today that shows just how good this team is because at one point, Mahomes overthrows McCole Hardman, and it was so bizarre to see him just misfire in a pass that I have you pull out your binoculars <laughs> and see if there's a conversation going on on the sideline because it's inexplainable just for him to misfire a pass. There has to be a reason behind mm-hmm. it, and you and I are sitting here trying to figure out McCole Hardman must have screwed up because it's so unusual. Right. <laughs> well, you had your that. binoculars on the Mahomes camp, and there's coaches yeah. around him, and I was yeah. looking at Hardman. <laughs> there were coaches around him. Something had to happen. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's, it, 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 against the universe, the laws yeah. of nature, and everything. You know, the, in this game, the Chiefs trailed 10 to nothing, 13 to 10, 23 to 20, and 30 to 27. So that shows a little bit of resiliency on this team, does it not? Absolutely. So I, I agree with you, Herbie, about the rushing defense uh, was, was not up to snuff. But that rushing defense made, I gave it a passing grade when I have to do the report card because of one play. Uh, one pretty alert play that, that, uh, that Bahe wrote about. We'll get him to discuss discuss it more when he gets here but the most alert play and the biggest defensive play of the year for the Chiefs by um, Bashard Breland what did you see well yeah you had a fantastic goal line stop there Xavier Williams stuffed carry on Johnson who was having a fantastic game something from going into the end zone he fumbled there Rashad picked it up and ran it back the thing I liked about that was this is the same officiating crew that just two weeks ago the Saints Rams game they Blew the play dead, even though it was a fumble. This time they let it play out, and that was huge. 
Because if they, if they ruled him down there. They'll whistle. Yeah, they whistle that play. It's dead there at the one-yard line, and then the Chiefs now have to go 99 yards as opposed to returning at 100 yards. That was a fantastic heads-up play to play. You know, you players are trained to keep going until you hear that whistle. They didn't hear the whistle, so they ran back for a touchdown. And that was a, a – at that point, I thought it was a game-changer. I was like, okay, now the Chiefs are going to roll over them. Right. Sure enough, the Lions came back. But it, that was a, definitely a big play. How, how many straight weeks, just, just to get this out in the open first, are you going to mention the Saints on our Facebook Live? <laughs> I'm not going to mention them a lot, but I, I just think it, it's unique that it, this was the same officiating crew that just two weeks ago blew that call. Yeah. So that, there's a lesson learned for that officiating crew because Al Riveron told them they should not have blown that whistle. This time around, they did not blow the well, whistle. Well, and that, that Saints-Rams game came up in the um, in the post game interview. interview with uh, with the officials with they on yeah, yeah they got the you know the, the pool reporter wanted to get an explanation yeah. on the play and was the it not right the right call though i mean all of us watching the replay i thought he fumbled that ball and breland for sure wasn't touched going back i just that would have that would have been the only way if Breland was down on a knee when he got the ball and someone touched him he'd have been yeah. down there chiefs would have had the ball to one correct right? correct and Instead, it looked like Galladay could have Made a play on that. Too. He that stood there. Him, but he was Freeland just, ran right by him. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, Galladay. I, th- I yeah. thought you know he like everybody else in the building thought the play was dead yeah. except for Freeland. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a weird play. The, the officials, like we've been saying, like uh, they, they called it correctly. You know, you're you're supposed to just not 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 blow it. You know, and then let the the replay take over. But I don't know that you can tell if he was down or not. He was in the middle of. Yeah. A crap ton of big bodies. Right. You, you can't With see his, his ba- knee on his back. So it, it's just an interesting play in that calling it correctly, the the correct mechanism again, but not blowing it dead means that you need irrefutable evidence to overturn that yep. when you're just right. doing it as you know sort of a precautionary measure. It's yeah. just it's, it's an interesting play. All even, right. even Johnson though, he was interviewed post game as well on those same quote sheets, and he didn't argue for the fact that he thought he was down on that play, which I thought was pretty telling. Right. All right, we'll get we'll get Vahe to um, expand on it a little bit. Let's talk about a couple other plays that I thought were just huge. The the fourth and eight on, yeah. on the final drive. Chiefs take possession with two twenty to go, down three, and I'm thinking you know, getting field goal range. I kind of I kind of felt like at the time. I know the Lions were playing pretty good defense, certainly against Mahomes. Matt Patricia, hats off to him. I thought he had a Bingo. good defensive game plan, and. Um, so, all right, they're at the 20, and get to, you know, we saw Butker make 60 yarders in the pregame. You know, get, just get on the other side of the field. I figured they'll, they'll get a shot. It's the Chiefs, baby. <laughs> they're, thinking, they're thinking W. And so big pass to, I think, Sammy Watkins first. How did it go? There were um, Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams. Screen, screen pass. Uh, screen screen pass. Yep. And then there was a completion to Sammy. But that, that was short. That, that, it went that screen pass, and then... What was it? Incomplete, short, incomplete. To so make was, to, was, to bring up fourth and eight. Yeah, fourth and eight. Right. And and that that, that rush, if you watch it again, that rush came way upfield. Mm-hmm. And whoever's the nose tackle, Austin Ryder did a good job of pushing him to Mahomes' right side on the field, and then just opened up. They're in man coverage, so backs are turned to you. Mm-hmm. You know, zone. It's it, it becomes a little bit harder. But another interesting thing in that in that play, like um, you know, it's 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 fourth and eight, and uh, it just like the the look on. Mahomes' teammates when they're just like, dude, he was like smiling in the huddle. You know, like it's fourth and eight. We're we're about to like fall off the cliff, and he's just like, let's <laughs> go. And and what you just said, like because it's the Chiefs, maybe like they go to that had a very different connotation before 
Patrick Mahomes got here. It's the Chiefs, baby. Like that, that was a no very different way. thing. Herbie you, remembers you know, everything. Same like, old Chiefs. Yeah. Here, here we go again. Yeah. Same old Chiefs. No fucking like, way they're gonna convert this. Now it's like you just hold your breath like something's gonna happen here, yeah. and that's what happened. What stood out to me though is several times today I thought Patrick Mahomes was in. I'm just gonna make a play mode, and I know that's yeah. sort of his mo. But that play was one of them. Um, you and I talked about a play where on a third down and maybe one it was on an RPO, he could have handed the ball off to McCoy and just decided, I'm just going to take it myself. Yeah, like, I'm getting McCoy this first down. Um, he tried to tackle a defensive lineman today. A really bad doing, idea. Um, but I just thought several times today, he, he kind of sensed that maybe things weren't going the way that they typically do and just on his own said, I'm just going to make something happen. On that note, I remember I talked to Sammy Watkins after the game and asked him about what was going on there. And he basically said, we, we're all looking at each other on the sidelines and saying, what the f freak is going on right now? Because this wasn't like your typical Chiefs offenses from last year and even the first three games of this season. So the players certainly knew something wasn't right. But I, going back to your point earlier about tipping the hat to Matt Patricia, they had a good game plan. The narrative coming into this game was how many yards is Patrick Mahomes going to pass for in the dome? Yeah. Yeah. And the Lions were without a two-time Pro Bowl cornerback in Darius Slay. Diggs got hurt and was knocked out of the rest of the game early in the first quarter. But they just they held their own. And yeah. you got to tip the hat to Matt Patricia. These Lions are a lot better than I think than a lot of people are giving them credit for. Well, they were worthy of their record. And we kind of wondered that coming in. Yeah. They were 2-0-1, and, one, and that, yeah. that one was you know a tie with the Cardinals. And you're thinking, how good can they be? Well, they're... they're I, are they a playoff team? I don't know. We'll see. It's a but, tough division. Yeah, it is. It's a tough division, but I, I was impressed with them. And I was impressed with this environment, too. You mentioned it earlier, Sam. I, uh, it gets loud in here. I imagine Mahomes hasn't played in an environment this loud ever in his life. Because even when he played indoors with Texas Tech and Baylor in Arlington as a, you know, as a college junior, it's a 50-50 house. You know, if, if, and, and there's, it's not capacity. This was loud. It was mm -hmm. loud. And, of course, we have an open-air press box, so we, we could hear it, too. And... Um, I, I thought it was just a different environment for him, and you, you take you factor that in with Matt Patricia, who's a you know a, a, a terrific defensive coach, and the Chiefs are still without key people. It didn't didn't seem to have mattered until today. You know, I'm, I, I remember I found myself thinking, boy, if Tyreek Hill were on the, if they had that additional weapon, it could make a difference. Because I don't think McCall Hardman played well at all today. Yeah. After having two good games, fumbled, you know, lost the yeah. fumble, and uh, seemed to run a bad route. Yeah. Yeah. So. And Ty, we should mention that Tyreek Hill was out here running yes, every he route possible in pregame <laughs> and catching passes catching. from Mahomes. Yeah. It doesn't look like he's that far off. Of, of course, right. who actually knows, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you that it, it looked like maybe they needed another guy. To, I thought Sammy Watkins looked a little bit hobbled today. I don't know what you guys thought, but I didn't think he looked 100% on a couple of plays. He didn't really extend plays that I thought Mahomes was looking for him to continue on his route as he as he was scrambling. Um, well, he was but, in good company in that. There, there was I, a I lot of times so where the re receivers just well, looked like they he, stopped he running. He almost kind of waved Hardman yeah, deep on one weird. play, and he just sort of ignored it. But the, the sort of defense that... Patricia played that you wonder if other teams will replicate. It was a lot of man coverage and a lot of double teaming Travis Kelsey and trying to take him out of the game. And, yeah. and a lot of punching the ball. I mean, that's what yeah. that's what Patricia's defenses do. They punch the ball, and uh, and and Sammy, his didn't get punched out. He he made a catch and then just put it on the ground. I don't know what. 
I, I guess I didn't see a good replay of that, but that was just that was a terrible turnover. And um, Hardman had one. And who, who am I missing on the third? Darrell Williams. And Darrell yeah, Williams. Williams. Three yeah. consecutive possessions. Right in the third quarter. Yeah, yeah there were five fumbles five, yes. in, in the third quarter alone. Two by the two by the Lions, and one that turned into the touchdown uh, for the Chiefs. This is kind of like what, you're talking about Patricia and doubling Kelsey and everything. Yeah, and, and he was doing that. But I thought this was an interesting play. The, the first and ten at midfield on that last drive. And if you watch that read, they, they were beating him up. I think it was a linebacker and, and a defensive back. I could be wrong on that, but two guys beating him up. And then the play was going, and, and Kelsey was lined up to the left. The play was going to the right. And when the play went to the right, the Lions guys just kind of left Kelsey alone and, like, chased the play. Yeah. Kelsey just stood there. <laughs> hey, dude. <laughs> you know? And it was, like, the easiest 18 yards in the middle of this, like, chaotic moment. It's like, it was a good game plan, but you got to, you know... <laughs> That's Stay on the guy. He's still there. He's still there. Similar to what happened on the the play that that, that you wrote about, Blair. Well, and uh, as it turns out, that it was a, the, the hook and lateral uh, was, <laughs> was was a fun play, and it, and it was part of a touchdown drive. And and like the and like the, the the Breland touchdown, I thought, man, you you convert this and score, and that changes the game. No, not in this game, <laughs> but it was a fun play. It yeah. was a terrific play. What a, It's so heads up. It really so is. heads up. You know, Kelsey catches a pass. It's going to go for 10, 12 yards, and as he's falling backwards and about to get tackled, with one hand, dishes it to LaShawn McCoy, who thought the pass was coming to him anyway. Yeah, he's yeah. about three or four yards in front of Kelsey and jumps, you know, jumps to get it. He thought it was coming to him. There was Kelsey behind him. But has the presence of mind to, to be look, facing Kelsey when Kelsey catches it, shovels, and gets another 23 yards on it. It ends up being a 33-yard completion, and, and, uh, and the Chiefs end up scoring on that drive. But they don't – listen, as much as we like to think that they work on stuff like that because it's the Chiefs, <laughs> yeah. no. No, yeah. no. McCoy, Kelsey, Andy Reid, Mahomes all said, no, just a fortunate play. It's gutsy, too, because – and maybe if it didn't work out, we call it reckless, right? But um, – but you, you better convert that. Yeah. You know, like if, if you're catch, you know, that would have been a first down, I think, right? I think like when, so. he, when he caught it. The official then, stat sheet has it short of a first yeah, down. Yeah, right at the line. But I remember thinking Kelsey was over the yellow line, at least the replay. The yellow line is not official, though. Uh, I, know. If you're, I know. If you're reaching out and pitching the ball and somebody just comes in and chops your arm down or something, and then that's your sixth fumble or whatever it would have been, like, <laughs> right. I mean, you better get that right. That's like a no-look pass. You know, you, 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 better, you better not throw an interception on that. But what a play, and what, yeah. you know, and LaShawn McCoy, we've mentioned it before on previous Facebook Lives, he just marvels at this offense. Every you know? time. Every yeah. post game, his quote's just gushing about how great this That's offense is. Right. I thought it was so funny when he was asked about in the locker room, he was like, it's the Chiefs. Yeah, that was his right. reaction. It's the Chiefs. Sam, you got to tell the exchange you saw with that involves. Oh, I mean, he was just going crazy. He was like. You guys were undefeated. We're undefeated. You guys are just taking it for granted. Taking it for granted. And Jeff Allen's like, we're used to it, bro. <laughs> Daryl Williams was like, big facts. That's and right. He's I, from Buffalo. I, I saw somebody on Twitter like compare Sean, LaShawn McCoy to like a kid, like you know, kind of like a poor kid that goes and visits his rich friend and just can't believe like all the toys that this kid, this other kid has. He's like, oh my god, you got a little jeep that you can drive around. <laughs> like, you guys have space where I can run. I like it. A quarterback that works. All right, so even after all this stuff happened, um, the Chiefs the chief still needed to punch it in at the end yeah. or, or get, you know, kick the short field goal. But once you're down to the, in the red zone, you want to score the touchdown. And uh, I believe Darrell Williams had a little help. 
he on, did. on that touchdown he run. He did. Austin Ryder. And again, if you watch it, um, <laughs> Ryder got pushed back right, right at the snap. He gets pushed back at least a step or two. And, and I think the play was designed to go to the left, but the, there was more space because Ryder got pushed back to the right. And as soon as Williams kind of got in front of him, and he went straight ahead right between LDT and Mitch Schwartz and was met by the middle linebacker, right, the line of scrimmage. I, he may have been over. I'm not sure. Like, it was like 50-50. And then Ryder, like, just gets this Teen Wolf second win where he just shoves down the nose tackle and just goes, <laughs> boom, just blasts Darrell Williams right here in the rim. I actually said after the game that he felt bad. You know, he apologized and said he'll buy him a case of beer. He should buy you a case of beer, you know, like right. pushed him into the end zone. Right. Just to kind of expand on that, though, I thought there was a bizarre sequence of plays that led up to that. If the Lions don't call timeout twice, I don't think the Chiefs can run there. Now they're in a, in a much more uncomfortable spot having to pass the ball. If, if there's a minute left on the clock, I think maybe you can try and get the ball back one last time. There's 30 seconds left in the game. I just didn't look, understand. Look on what, your what sheet, because I, I, I want to see this, too. I thought there were like 40 seconds. When the chief, when I thought the Chiefs were gonna, okay, now they're gonna get the touchdown. I thought there were 40 seconds left, and the Lions still had two timeouts, and the Chiefs had one. Yeah. And they snapped it, first and goal at the three with 30 seconds left. Okay, first and goal at the three. 39 and, and, seconds. And the left. Chiefs ran it. Yep. Right. So if the if the Lions don't call a timeout, the Chiefs are kind of in scramble mode. They had a timeout. The Chiefs right? did. They had but, one, right. But Andy Reid was sprinting down the sideline trying to call yeah, that timeout. Yeah, he was. And then, so I actually thought that the Chiefs had called timeout. It turns out they had one left, and it was because Detroit had called it. But mm -hmm. my point is if they let the Chiefs call timeout there, yeah, there's the same amount of time on the clock, but you wonder if they're comfortable running the ball. And they got around right. twice. Right, right. They to try it twice. You know, we're sitting next to Adam Teicher, and Teicher's thinking the Lions need to let the Chiefs score. I was yeah. going to say the same thing. You know, yeah, that's what you thought might be possible if they were calling timeout. That that was the back yeah, to, end to, to of get that to strategy. get it back with 40 seconds to go. It, it yeah. worked for uh, Patricia's former boss in New England. Yep, it did. Score, yeah. it did. So, um, you know, interesting kind of sequence of events at the end. But the, the touchdown gave the Chiefs a lead. There was, and there was. No, I'm trying to think, but but. Detroit got to midfield, right? Mm -hmm. they, they got the kickoff. They got the midfield. They had two to Hail Marys. They got to the 42. Yeah, right, two Hail Mary yeah. attempts. But let's talk about Mahomes for a second here. I don't want to – you know, bad games for Mahomes are 315 and no picks. <laughs> you know, but his passer rating was under 100 for the first time this year. Third worst of his career at 81. Is that right? Yeah. Third worst for his career. Offense puts up 30 uh, – offense doesn't. Chiefs score 34. They have 438, you know, total yards in a, in a tough environment against, a, you know, a, a good defensive-minded coach. I don't know what this says about the Chiefs except uh, do they feel invincible after, an out, after a game like this? I mean, this they isn't might. going to New England. It's not going to Chicago yeah. on a December night. But it, it, it was a tough environment, tougher than Jacksonville or Oakland. I think a couple things about this, though. I, I think that – I do think that there's some value in, you know, if the Chiefs kept losing those close games, like, you know, the, the four of them last year, and, and the Seahawks was, I think, within a touchdown, but it wasn't, Seahawks wasn't was a better the same team. Back and forth, yeah. Yeah. Um, if they kept right. doing that, I don't know. Like, I know it's a confident group, but I just think it's important to sort of get past that to, to get over that hurdle. And I also think, like, coaches a lot of times will tell you the best wins are, like, you know, when you got some stuff to yell at your guys about. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think that's universal in sports. Totally, totally. So, I mean, I, I think Andy's got that. 
you know? And that is a super confident bunch, but, you know, they do talk a lot about what they don't do well. You know, like even in victory, even in the wake of victory, you know, yeah. like I, I keep going back to, to Oakland, you know, with Mitch Schwartz and he just like can't talk enough about how they can't run yeah, the ball. Yeah. Like that's on us, you know, and I'm not happy. I mean, it's just they do talk a lot about what they don't do well. I, I kind of led my story with that, actually, because Anthony Hitchens was having a conversation with uh, I think it was Lee in the postgame locker room and, and was was talking about how he thought Mahomes was, was the best quarterback ever. Mm-hmm. And then. I turned to him and asked him a couple questions, and he repeated something very similar. I thought, though, he added one of the best, best ever in the quote. But then he said, uh, he said, but we got to help him out. And he said, and honestly, we're not doing that right now. And then you talk to Travis Kelsey, and he's talking about it. everyone's got to watch the film, and they've got to get better off of yeah. this game. And then Tron Matthews says, you know, that's that's a game that most teams lose because of the way they played that game. So immediately, it's like bang, 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 everyone. And I actually thought it was a pretty jubilant locker room. It was. I mean, those those guys Overall, were, those sure. guys were pretty jacked about winning that game. But I think that relates to what you were talking about. This is a game this team lost four times last year. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody was going crazy in the locker room. Did you hear the? I, I think it was behind another wall, but somebody was uh, beside themselves. I, I couldn't make out who it was. Um, I, I think that to me, the 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 biggest concern was the Lions came into the game with a reputation of forcing turnovers. The Chiefs heavy reputation of not turning the ball over so in that regard the, the Lions will won out there they yep. got they did what they were supposed to do and the Chiefs couldn't prevent that from happening that's something that uh, I, I imagine if there's going to be an emphasis in practice this week it'll, it'll be that and the crazy thing is if you remember last week Andy Reid even said that on Monday and Wednesday we know that this team likes to force turnovers this is going to be a point of emphasis he said that Wednesday, and so you had two, three days of practice, and then you come in here and you still turn the ball over. Yeah, that, that's definitely going to be something. And I would talk to Sammy Watkins after the game, and he basically said, yes, this game gave us a lot of teachable moments, yeah. a lot of teachable moments that they need to apply this week because they're hosting the Colts, another good team. Yep. So Cammy Benson-Darnell wants to know how, we, how this, the, the hook and lateral is scored. And I was curious about that too. Yeah, it's a play to that you really see. Yeah. We had to look it up, and, and on the Cammy, and on the um, on the, um, the the official stat sheet, Kelsey gets the reception, mm-hmm. and he got ten yards worth of receiving yards, and they gave twenty three yards worth to uh, to McCoy. You know, obviously Mahomes just gets one. It's one for yeah. one for Mahomes without the reception. For right, McCoy right. So well, he gets yeah. no reception for twenty-three yards. It would have been interesting if that had been his only his only catch. Hundred percent. I would have loved that. <laughs> so that's that's unless they were wrong. About that's that, how they that, scored it. Though. That's, that's how, how it was. That's how it was yeah. scored. I tell you what, Josh uh, Jacob Callaway makes a good point that quietly. A, a really terrific game by Travis Kelsey today. Didn't yeah. uh, didn't drop anything. Yeah. I, did he did he catch all of his targets? I don't I don't remember. I, I don't remember if he caught he, all his targets. But I know he had six catches for like something like eighty seven yards, and, and and it was quiet. Seven of eight. Seven of eight. Okay, okay. it was a quiet. Yeah. 80 Even plus when yards. they had him single covered, they were underneath on coverage. Mahomes, a lot of passes to Kelsey had to throw those passes just right to loft it over a defender and then and then get to him and. I think what we take most for granted about Kelsey is he's so good after the catch at still getting five, even five, six extra yards yeah. is, can be a, a big difference sometimes. That story I wrote on uh, Matt Patricia's reaction to Kelsey, he even said that. You know, yeah. His ability to make plays after the catch was yeah. something that they wanted to be aware of. You guys so. remember when he had kind of fumbleitis when he first came into the league? Yeah. You know, he was, 
you know, just wasn't trustworthy with the ball after the catch. And now I can't remember the last time he's, you know, he's been sloppy with the ball. Similar to a, a Hall of Fame tight end that played for the Chiefs that had fumbleitis, <laughs> you know, yes. and drops and all yeah. that stuff, and then cleaned it up. He's incredible. Now, um, would you go as far as saying second most important player on that offense? Yes. And I'm going to say yes simply Probably. because Andy Reid's offenses traditionally, their first primary read for the quarterback is the tight end position. And Kelsey was one of the first players they brought in when Andy Reid showed up. His history throughout the West Coast offense shows that he likes tight ends. So you can't lose Mahomes, obviously. He's number one. You cannot lose Travis Kelsey, number two. I don't know who would be it's, the – I mean, looks Tyreek like, Hill. Is, yeah. But it, it's, it's hard to make that argument for Tyreek. When they're four and zero exactly, and yeah. scoring thirty yeah, right. whatever points, I think his but, argument was diminished by the way that they played without. Yeah, the the argument, like I mean, Tyreek is so unique, and I mean he's so unique. That's a dumb thing to say, but like uh, you know, he stretches the field. He is such a good fit for Mahomes for that quarterback's unique talent, yeah. and that that's the argument I think. You know, Tyreek might be a better fit for Mahomes, and Kelsey's a better fit for Andy Reid, like you're just saying. But I mean, you know. Like they're, they're right. both really important, you know what I mean? No, for sure, for sure. I um, I thought he was just big. He just came up. He was great. Every, every he was time terrific. he was needed today, he, he came up big. So. He's really like um, you. You just talked about like uh, when he was fumbling the ball. He's also improved as a blocker too. I think um, it, it, over the last few years downfield, he gets after it. Yep, yep. They had him staying in a couple times, mm -hmm. more times I think than usual today yep. in pass pro. Yep. There's a reason why Matt Patricia called him the most complete tight end in the league now that Gronkowski's gone. Right. Yeah. Uh, Brian LaBerge asks about Mo Kleber. And um, interesting, you know, yeah. we didn't think much about him, but he he will be in the Chiefs uh, facilities on Monday uh, yeah. for the first time this year after serving the four-game suspension. and. It would actually be Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Yeah, because you have to wait for Monday Night Football game to be over. There you go. Still See, really? Even if you four. don't play? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's See, it's and the that's, week. That's, that's why the, we hired That's this. why <laughs> this guy's here. Former NFL Network star, Kirby T.O.P. I, I thought Traverius Ward did not have a good game today. Yeah. Uh, we'll... we'll see what the film says, but I, I just, at first blush, I didn't think Ward played well. But it's going to take Mo Claiborne a while to, if he hasn't been working with the team, only, what, three weeks of training camp or something, not even that, two weeks of training camp perhaps. Um, but, but help is on the way at the cornerback position. He'll play Sunday, I would assume. You think? I, not, I don't not know that. Not that much. I don't think he's going to play a lot because it's like you said, Blair, it's, you can't miss that much time. And, of course, the Chiefs are also transitioning from a 3-4 to a 4-3. Uh, Mo Claiborne played with the Jets last year, and the Jets run a 3-4. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how he is worked in. But I have to agree with Sam here. I don't think he's going to start. Yeah. Yeah, you got, your goal He'll here is to, to work him in slowly and see where he is physically and where he is mentally and picking up the playbook. So whose who's snaps do you think he gets then? I just don't think it'll be that many in, in the beginning. But, I mean, Ward is the kind of – on the, the out, on the outside, yeah. for sure, then? Yeah. I would think. Yeah. I would yeah. think. Uh, <laughs> Breland, Breland uh, we, we've he stayed. agreed. <laughs> Absolutely. Not <laughs> only to learn to play, so well. he's, he's played well. And, and Kendall Fuller, sat, was it today? Was he going to sack today, or was it last night? Yeah, he was remember. about to get a sack, but then since Chris Jones knocked the ball loose on <laughs> that, right. he got <laughs> right. credit for the for the sack because it was a fumble. Three sacks today. That's that's pretty good. A guy that hadn't been sacked the well, last two weeks. That's right. Either, the Detroit's yeah. done a good job protecting Stafford, and uh, Chris Jones got him. Who were the other ones? Uh, the one early, uh, I mean, that was a four-point sack, you know, because yeah. there was third and goal. And was that Okafor? 
early. That was third and goal. Right. You could say. But also, I mean, we, you know, quarterbacks, it's part of the position, right? Like, you get noticed when you screw up or whatever. But, you know, on that third and goal where they save four points, that was a coverage set. You know, there just wasn't even open. So, you know, they hold up. Four sacks because they gave Naughty the sack mm-hmm. on the ball where That's Matt right. Stafford's trying to switch switch the hands and right. then uh, the honey badger. of course yeah the the, the Teron Matthew big third down play probably Huge. the biggest play he's made in, in the four weeks there in Kansas great. absolutely great fourteen play. yard sack came was untouched just found the right gap yeah. Yeah. and blasted but timed it right I mean he disguised, he disguises yeah. blitz really well and, and we've mm-hmm. been told that this guy's really good. And in different spots beyond just just yeah. coverage and playing the safety position, that was an example of yeah. probably the best example we've seen of it. So that was far. a third down too, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. yep. forcing the punt. Yep. And in a spot on the midfield to where the Lions were trailing at that time, and you wondered, might they go for this if mm-hmm. they just get it? I think it was fourth and five, fourth and six, and you wondered they get just a couple that could be in them, and he takes them right out of that decision. Yeah. David Van Zant wants to know how we would grade the offensive line play today, and Jamison Hills thinks the O line's a problem. They, I, I talked to Mitchell Schwartz after the game, and, and he mentioned um, he thought that he did not play well today. And Mitchell Schwartz is the rock of that offensive line. For sure. I, I think coming into today, and you might know this, I think he was the top-rated tackle, left or right tackle in all of football for, by pro football focus. So when he doesn't have a good day, it's probably not a good sign for your line as a whole because that's, he, that's the guy you really think we don't have to worry about that side of the field. Offensive line is one of the things, like, I just – want to watch it again before yeah. saying anything but i will say mitch is just merciless on himself yeah, i agree i mean he, he, like i don't think that guy's ever said like i played really well <laughs> you know, right. like that guy. And, and he grades really well yeah right Typ- typically exactly. grades very well exactly um, i don't know I, I thought they were okay um you know and i, I don't know maybe that last play is just he didn't head, get sacked like, today literally an offensive lineman pushed the running back yeah. across the goal <laughs> the line for the winning touchdown I mean, that's <laughs> That's pretty good. That's right. Mahomes did not get sacked today. Yeah, right? he didn't get didn't, sacked. He was only today. hit three times. Hit three times. Didn't throw a pick. But he was scrambling a lot. He does. Mo- he, he did. Yeah, I mean, his mobility was significantly better today than it has been the last. Two that's weeks a good point. Because it, it, of the what ankle, ankle injury? Yeah. Right? And it needed to be. <laughs> right. It, it really it needed to, to be today. That's a good point. So there were, th- there were three or four third down play. Oh, I guess one was technically a fourth down play. But early in the first half, when the crowd's just going bonkers, and. Uh, Travis Kelsey, his first read, like you mentioned, he's double-covered on the play, and he's got a scramble. I think it's 25 yards along the right sideline. Two or three plays today. I just don't think he makes the last couple of weeks based on the way his ankle's been. Okay, hey, we're going to start wrapping this up. Let's um, let's finish it up. Vahe is... Um, Did somebody comment you were promised... We were promised Vahe? Vahe <laughs> 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 always breaks, a, always breaks yeah. the promise. No, he is, he's working on um, his opus on the... Uh, uh, on the on the Brashad Breland play, I'm looking forward to reading that. So let's let's wrap it up with some uh, with some final thoughts. And um, Herbie, what you, your first game covering the Chiefs? Again, like I said, since 2015, you it, it was a <laughs> it was a tight one, tighter than the the, the previous three that they played. But um, they gave you something to write about, didn't they? Oh, absolutely. There's. It's like Sam mentioned earlier, and both Sams, and even you yourself. This team has a lot of room to grow. I really believe that. Of course, they're an elite team. But today show that, hey, there's still some things they need to address. And then Mo Claiborne will help the pass defense. I think they really need to focus on stopping the run. They just have to. Because when it starts getting cold, teams are going to start running that football. And if you're having issues in September, just imagine what it's going to be like in 
December if it's not fixed. But yeah, it was a fun game. It's the cheese. And I didn't say, same old cheese. I said, it's the cheese. <laughs> All right, Melly, what you got? I, I, we talked about it, but I, I was just really, I, I think the resiliency is an important little, you know, sort of a, a stone that got moved ahead a little bit. And not that they were a soft team or whatever, but they've lost this game. They lost it four times. It's a close game right at yeah. the end. And, and, you know, to go down there and, and, and punch it in with a touchdown, I just thought it was an important moment. Sam Mack? Yeah, I mean, kind of to build off that, so I won't, I won't add too much. But this is a game that they've consistently lost. And, and like Mellinger pointed out earlier, I, I just think they had to win one of these games at some point. You look at the, the tape, and you probably are going to say this team didn't play very well today. You look at the aftermath of what comes next, and, and I think it's going to help them for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think that's a good point. They, they, not every game was going to be a three-score lead in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, I mean... <laughs> It always had been until <laughs> until Herbie Kiyoki <laughs> showed up. Herbie. Yeah, blame me. I'm gonna I'm gonna see <laughs> my final thought to uh, to Vahe Gregorian, who has who has entered the room after fresh off of his column about the um, the Bouchard Breland play. So final thought from Vahe Gregorian. You just hold the we mic. We probably should all leave. You only just get one thought. Him, just just give him a monologue. Get out of here. In my case, first thought, best thought. Uh, what's the question? <laughs> Do whatever you want it to My be. My final thought. Um, yeah, yeah, final thought. But, but again, we were teasing this, your story about, uh, about the play. Well, thank you for teasing that. Thanks for bearing with us. Thanks for letting me join up with you fellows. So we, um, we, we basically just touched the – scratched the surface of the play, did the highlights. But you, you talked to all the particulars. And yeah, most of them. I got a little help from uh, Sam McDowell talking to Xavier Williams. And uh, Xavier actually might have had the best insight about just the absolute – um, sort of chaos of the play, like having no idea who got the ball initially, um, stopping and starting and starting again on the play. Um, and when you do look at the replay, what's kind of interesting is you see, we realize that the Lions kind of gave up on the play, but at least three Chiefs were kind of standing around the ball too. Not, you know, quitting, but just not understanding what was what was in play. But afterwards, about three or four guys made a point of saying, never heard the whistle. And that was pretty alert of the officials, actually. That's uh, you've seen whistles blown in in uh, plays that look more stopped than that, and then Breland just swooped in and just did what you do, and you think it's always sort of a little bit of a joke, like they're just going to stride down the field and <laughs> ha, I guess you run all the way, but you know the play's not going to happen. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know maybe you go some big high stepping at the end. He didn't do that. So uh, and and really it did turn the game. I, I mean. It's a 14-point swing. We don't know they would have scored a touchdown there, but it, it represents a potential 14-point swing. Looked like that. They just made a big stop in that situation. To ask for a second turnover created right then is pretty huge, right? And we saw a lot of holes in the defense today and a lot of vulnerabilities, but isn't that the statement of the game? And, and obviously the Mahomes drive at the end is, is, you know, you can't win without it, but I don't, I, it might be a moot point without that sequence at the start of the third quarter. You summed it up well. You did. No, so... Um, we can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk loud enough, so... Um, uh, no, okay, or I'll take this. Thanks. Uh, so we're going to get out of here. So thanks to Herbie, Sam, Sam, Vahe, and Jill, who's running the show. Thanks a lot, Jill. <laughs> we're going to... Uh, we didn't have coffee tonight. Did you notice that? There was no, no coffee. We didn't have coffee here tonight. Or bottled water. Need, right, right. But, but mostly coffee. Uh, we needed the coffee. So... <laughs> Can we have Herbie sing us out while you, 
while you conclude? Well, yeah, we might. Yes, we will. Need a song? We, we do. So you think of a song while I while I um, remind people that we will have. Uh, we'll be with you all week on the sports podcast, the daily sports podcast, Sports Beat KC. This will be on a podcast, and then uh, the rest of the week we'll be talking Chiefs, Royals, maybe some Ned Yost, colleges. So tune in to Sports Beat KC for your daily sports podcast. Herbie, what do you got? Blair, I think our viewers have lost that love and feeling. Herbie, you, you never do. close your eyes anymore when I we kiss your lips. All right, we'll yeah. fade now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Herbie. Thanks a lot. Good night. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners. Unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50, unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash SportsBeatKCOffer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening.